welcome to another episode of the Just Some Magic podcast. I am your host, Morgan. Here on Just Some Magic, we like to share people's most magical moments inside the theme parks. Today, I have a very special guest. He is a, I, I, I don't even know how to give you a proper intro, but like you're a lover of food and you'll tell you very specifically what kind of food and you love going to theme parks. And we just recently ran into each other at Flower and Garden. But today we have James. Hi, James. Hey, Morgan. Hey, everybody. It is uh, so nice to be here. Um, you know, my mom would call me a cheeky monkey because uh, <laughs> she she's from England. And I guess that would be the best way to describe me. <laughs> is, yeah, exactly. I was trying to do an accent. I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, yeah, so I run uh, a couple Instagram accounts called uh, the first one is Hot Dogs at Disney. Uh, and it's where I take photos of hot dogs all around Disney. And I don't necessarily review them so much. I just think it's funny to take photos of hot dogs on rides or at resorts or in front of like iconic statues or something. Yeah. It's just amusing to me when I go to the parks. And uh, yeah. my other account is um, Hot Dogs on the People Mover, which is specifically <laughs> photos of hot dogs on the People Mover. So it's a... <laughs> A little bit more of a narrow focus, <laughs> very, yes. very targeted audience. Exactly. And like when you're creating content, everybody says niche down, niche down, niche down. You yeah. literally, I don't think you can get any more niche <laughs> than hot dogs on the people mover. So you're doing something right. <laughs> I know. I don't know how big the space is. It, what is it? Four by six. I don't know what, what the actual f square footage of the people mover is, but you know, physically it is as small of a space as you could put yourself in. So. Yes. And um, I, I have to ask, I, I think I've asked you this before, but like, where do you get the hot dogs? How much does this cost? Like, <laughs> how are they kept stored? Do you eat any of them? Like, all these questions come to mind. And I bet everybody else is thinking that too. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. So uh, in terms of the hot dogs, so I always use fresh hot dogs whenever I go to the park. And because uh, that's part of the gag, like it wouldn't be people ask me, do you use like a rubber hot dog? Why don't you get a fake hot dog? Well, it's not funny unless it's a real hot dog. You know, I got to there, there, there have to be some steaks uh, there, you know. Right, right. And honestly, that would be so much easier. But you're just dedicated to the craft. Exactly. So, um, yeah, before I uh, they're always real hot dogs. I use Oscar Myers. Not because I like them so much, but they're just photogenic. Like I've tried using expensive hot dogs and like everything in between, but like the ones that look best on camera are Oscar Myers. Uh, so I always grab those and uh, a pack of buns. And usually it's the day before I, I go to the park or the day of, if I go later in the afternoon, I'll buy them. And then I usually assemble, like I always bring like three or four with me uh, per trip. And, uh, <laughs> Yeah, take and a the couple pictures for each, you know. <laughs> let them do their work, you know. Exactly. Know, like... <laughs> yeah, the and the the funny thing about behind it is like if you've been handling them for a while, they kind of like the bun gets dry, and uh, they kind of fall apart and all that. So you kind of need like a good arsenal of hot dogs on you in order to do a day's worth of uh, photography or uh, cheeky yes. monkey business or whatever. Yes. Okay. I have a question. Would you say that you're good at food photography? Like other yeah. foods? I mean, cause you're always doing hot dogs. So, you know, I've never, I've honestly never tried. Maybe, uh, I think the same principles would apply for the most part. I could try it. Maybe, you know, that that's a whole career that I've never even considered getting into. You but, uh, totally 
probably should and then or you could become famous don't forget about the just some magic podcast <laughs> but i mean just even like we just ran into each other again i think the first time we ran into each other was food and wine yep a year or two ago maybe last yep. year yeah no, it was the first food and, first real food and wine after uh post-covid yeah yeah and then um then we ran into each other a couple weeks or two weeks ago at yeah. garden again reviewing food did you did you end up getting that uh cheesy croissant no no you know i held out because it, it was late in the day and i still hadn't eaten yet and i was like well i'd rather I, like i i kind of need a sit down meal it was hot out that uh, day too it was like atrociously yeah. hot i know disgusting and i was like you know all dolled up and like you know taking pictures and i was like oh my god i'm sweating like i'm done being pretty i just want to shower and be in my pajamas you know yeah and I got a pretty gnarly sunburn uh -huh. um on my neck so i was like oh no that's the um, interesting uh the funny thing that people who may not go to the parks a lot um like kind of a, a tip is like if you've been out in the hot sun all day sometimes you don't want to eat a bunch of greasy food or like savory yes. stuff or whatever so yeah that day i just wanted to go indoors i needed some air conditioning and like to sit down out of the sun and kind of cool off a bit so i actually went to spice road table uh in morocco Ooh. which is one of my favorite like uh hidden gems uh at, at disney they have really really good food it's super chill uh it's right on the water very relaxed and uh, always easy to get into so that's what i ended up doing after i uh ran into you in france yeah 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 please go back and eat that croissant but like you were <laughs> saying we um like it was just so hot that like uh -huh. a lot of the foods like towards the front like in canada like all of the food new offerings that they had um were uh just hot food and i was like i <laughs> don't want that right now i'd rather have like a gallon of violet lemonade or something uh -huh. than like a hot soup it sounds delicious but it's too dang hot for it right now so. oh it's funny totally. that you say that because uh the you know no matter how many times i have it my absolute favorite festival food is the cheddar cheese soup that they have at canada during the food and wine festival but because they launched the food and wine festival in july it's like i always wrestle with am i gonna suffer with this steaming <laughs> hot cup of cheddar cheese right. soup uh in the in the florida sun uh you know how how much uh you know do i actually crave this thing and i usually cave in and do it anyway so it's like my taste buds will be satisfied but my body <laughs> will be mad at me <laughs> right. oh my goodness oh my goodness well um getting back on topic i i love our little side conversations mm -hmm. for sure but james if you could give us a little bit teaser of the story you're going to share with us later on in the episode of your magical moment yeah of course um so growing up i was a big uh, disney fan you know i was all into all the movies and everything and uh, they made a ton to me and we went a lot to the parks when uh when i was a kid uh you know we we moved to florida when i was eight and which meant that we were able to go to disney all the time um and that was awesome until i became an adult and had to start paying for it myself uh so because of that you know just sort of growing older and uh uh having life and career stuff come up i didn't go to disney very often uh until a few years ago when um something happened that uh, allowed me to uh that kind of reignited my spark you know, reignited my love of Disney and allowed me to 
embrace it again and really enjoy it as a, uh, as an adult. And uh, so that's just a, a little tease for my uh, my magical moment. Awesome. Thank you so much, James. And so to get to know you a little bit better, I'm going to ask you a couple of questions. But the question I ask everybody first is, why do you love theme parks? Um, you know what it is, is because it feels like a completely different world. And I think it's part of the reason why I like movies so much. You know, when I, uh, you know, I was always very creative as a kid. You know, I would play on the floor with my action figures and make all these worlds. And I would watch movies and get completely enveloped in them. And uh, theme parks are like that, but for real. You know? It's, yeah. like, you know? <laughs> it's like pretend, but real life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's just, um, I don't know. There, it, it's hard to describe the feeling of just getting out of your own skin and your own life uh, for a day and being in this place that is just so different and odd and uh, incredible and uh, where you can see all these things that you don't see in real life. And uh, it's just such a, you know, especially, uh, you know, being uh, older now, um, you know, if I've had a day at work that was tough or just a little bit too much real life stuff going on, uh, my default is to go over to the parks. And it's like some days I'm like, I just need to get to Epcot and I need to take a walk around and just, uh, you know, <clears throat> kind of get out of reality for a little bit. So it's really that for me. It's a, a mix of, you know, it just being a, um, you know, completely sort of fantasy world that I can, you know, climb into as well as just being a, a, a great escape, um, you know, from the everyday stuff. And I think, too. Being, uh, even being in Orlando, you know, I live about 35, 40 minutes from the parks, uh, depending on traffic and, um, depending on the I-4 probably. <laughs> yeah. Cool yeah. That I-4. Oh man. Yeah. We could, we'll, we'll trade stories about I-4 after the show. <laughs> uh, but, uh, perfect, perfect. Yeah. But even being in Orlando, like it's still a treat to go to Disney every time because I'm getting out of my neighborhood. I'm getting out of, you know. Uh, you know, my present, you know, immediate surroundings and going to this place. And it still feels like a vacation and it still feels like I'm a kid uh, every time I go. Yes. I, I tell me if you have this feeling, but like, you know, living in Orlando, um, just driving through those gates and seeing, you know, mm -hmm. Walt Disney World, you kind of, even though it may be on your hundredth time, you still get a little like, a little giddy, like <laughs> Disney World, like this is cool. I live so close yeah. to here. I don't know if you can feel the same. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. And, okay, uh, you yeah. know, I, I'm, like, and I, I'm not the only one. <laughs> and it's funny is I get different feelings from different places. Like going into Magic Kingdom is still like, I feel like I'm, I'm eight again. You know, that feels very like tingly, like you said, you know, like a, like a kid. Uh, going into the Wilderness Lodge, which is one of my other favorite places, I just feel like super relaxed and I feel like transported to like, you know the pacific northwest or, or something like that so it really depends on um you know i, I think i get different feelings uh, different vibes and different kinds of excitement from you know depending on where i go uh, on property oh that's wonderful i love that all right so my next question is pretty tough so take your time if you need it but is there math question 
What? No, there's no math. It's still tough for a Disney fan, let me tell you. My next question is not necessarily your favorite character, but what character do you most identify with that you're the most similar to? Wow. Um, that is a very, very difficult uh, question. I've never been asked that one before. You always get what's your favorite, but this is this is a lot more right. interesting. Oh, that's too boring. No, no, no. <laughs> um, you know what's funny is uh, my favorite is Donald Duck, but I'm not really oh. Donald Duck. I just like him right. a lot. I You're would say, <laughs> I would say, um, I'm a. How about this? I'm maybe a blend of Huey, Dewey, and Louie. Like just oh. a, get into a little bit of trouble, but like good-hearted, you know, love adventure, uh, that kind of thing. So I would, you know, if you put those three in, I wouldn't say put them in a blender because that would be awful. <laughs> well this is not that kind of podcast (laughs) but uh yeah the um you know if you ever see him on screen or on ducktales or anything there's like a good-hearted sort of mischievousness about them and uh, i would say that that's you and i and as your friend i can totally see that for sure so can confirm Awesome. Okay. So you've been going to the parks for quite a long time, but my mm-hmm. next question is if you can go on any retired Disney ride, whether it was, you know, created um, or you've been on it before, or it was way before our time, what retired Disney ride would you go on and why? Uh, I will give you two. So my all time favorite uh, when I went to the parks when I was younger was Mr. Toad's wild ride. Ooh, uh, at Magic Kingdom. At That's Magic Kingdom. Yeah. So I know it's still available in California, but, um, you know, I don't get a chance to go out that way very often. Uh, I would do anything to have that attraction back. It was just so weird and it was odd. And like, you ended up in hell at the end. <laughs> and, like, it was right. just weird. It's like we're already in Florida. <laughs> <laughs> it's already odd enough. Yeah. And so it was uh, just, yeah, just a strange, crazy, uh, offbeat kind of uh, attraction. I really, really loved that. I would say the one that's actually like extinct, extinct, um, the people mover in California at Disneyland. Yes, I was I, the last yeah. person I had on the show literally said the same thing. And I just said, like, the its remains and its skeleton is still up there. Uh-huh. The ride is completely toast. Thank you, Rocket Rods. I know. So there's a glimmer of hope that we'll get it back someday. I just don't know if Disney will bother spending the money on it because I'm sure it's right. going to be pretty expensive. Yeah, especially with all of the overgrowth of... Uh-huh you know, plants coming in and taking over and who knows how much damage that's caused and everything, but we can still hope there's still remnants of it. (laughs) Awesome. Awesome. And um, my next question is what attraction would you be devastated if it got demolished during your lifetime? Updates and improvements are acceptable though. Devastated. Um, You know, the easy one would be the people mover here at, Walt Disney World, but I would say the one that would really crush me is the Haunted Mansion. I know that's far-fetched in terms of them ever doing anything to it, but just like if I had to pick one that would destroy me, uh, it would be losing the Haunted Mansion. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Like, I actually had someone else say uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, and I was Mm -hmm. like, I didn't even consider that because, like, just as equivalent of Haunted Mansion, that's unfathomable. Like, that's going to be there forever, but... There's going to be a time, hopefully not in our lifetime, that that's going to get 
super outdated and uh -huh. just the um just mechanisms and technology is going to improve so much that like that's going to be a lower tier ride mm -hmm. so yeah oh my goodness now would you camp out in front of it or <laughs> that ride if something did happen to haunted mansion i would try to sleep in the park overnight and like uh yeah i would and then sneak into the attraction itself and like try and spend a night in there before it got demolished that's what yes, I be like i need i need it yes it's funny that yeah but i you know like you said i don't ever see that happening the, the ones that i think are vulnerable are like the speedway because it's outdated and you know it's pollution and it takes up so much space i'm um, surprised it's still there after tron yeah so i could see that going i would you know i'd miss it a tiny bit but i wouldn't be i wouldn't be upset about that uh, at all so i used to ask this a lot but what is your dream ride to get stuck on and have you gotten stuck on any rides before oh wow um yeah i've gotten stuck on a few uh it doesn't happen too too often usually you slow down because someone needs help getting on and off a attraction so it'll you know, stutter right, a little right. bit or it'll, it'll stop for like, a, a, you know, uh, just a hair. But, um, you know, the only one that comes to mind and I don't mind getting stuck on it is the people mover when you're inside Space Mountain and then the lights pop on and you get to that see everything. Cool. Yeah, I've had that happen a few times. That happened recently, actually, uh, for the first time in, uh, in a few years. And that was really cool. Uh, I've never been evacuated uh yet you know even after all this time uh i don't know if i'm just lucky that way or playing the uh, as well yeah. <laughs> as for a normal guest it's lucky as a disney fan we want to get stuck on the rides and uh -huh. see behind the scenes and everything so. you know it would be something to get stuck on would probably be where i really want to check out the detail of the ride so maybe a spaceship earth like spaceship earth when you're in the renaissance and you know they're doing the michelangelo scene and all that to really get a a good look at the detail i think something like that would be cool definitely honestly like that's my evac ride you know the classic mm -hmm. one is haunted mansion mm -hmm. but i think that one would be so cool like being able to go down however long it is and yeah. see everything the lights on and see all the effects because like looking at the ball you're just the epcot ball you're just like oh my gosh this is larger than life and when you're in it you're like how is there a ride in here like i just <laughs> i just gotta see it with the lights on i don't understand it <laughs> like i need to see a floor plan of everything that's a really good point because in terms of the one that would be the most interesting to get evacuated off that would be it because you're going down you know whatever gigantic spiral staircase all the way to the bottom right yeah. right and I, even just like the tippy top like uh -huh. i know it's probably nothing pretty but i want to just see it with the lights on and not like the cool galaxy and stuff yeah what's in there what's holding it up where are we going like i i just i need to know yeah we would have to research this and someone might be able to correct us or give us the info but it used to be there was a space station up there at some point like you could, I think they blacked it out or they painted over it or removed it, but you used to be able to see like a, like a star base or, and like a, uh, satellite and all that kind of stuff. They were actual like props and I think they got removed. Yeah. Hmm. Gotta do some deep diving for sure. <laughs> 
Okay. Um, I have a question I've never asked before, but because you love People Mover so much and you keep bringing it up, which, mind you, I do love the People Mover as well. If you could change the People Mover in any way, make it longer, add a scene, go through something else, what would you do to it? is interesting um you know i heard this on a podcast one time so i can't take credit for it but uh i heard someone brought up the idea of having a um a set time on the people mover that you could have lunch so they would give you like a box lunch that would have like maybe a sandwich in it some chips a drink and you, you got to go around a couple times and just have your lunch or dinner or whatever it would be. And I always thought that was a really brilliant idea. So if I could have anything, it would be, yeah. I would rather do that over like a dessert package or yeah. feeding off of that idea. If it was a people mover dinner during fireworks time, uh -huh. no, you're not going to get great views the entire time, but that could, they could make some money. I'd, I'd pay a decent amount to do that. That'd be yeah. Fun. You could fit a little table in there in the middle, and uh, you know, put a tablecloth. You know, I wouldn't put candles on it necessarily, but you could. Right. <laughs> Maybe slow it down on the whips because there's times where you're like, whoa, whoa. Yeah, yeah. I've had, I've had hot dogs go flying before, so. Oh no, not the hot dogs. <laughs> um. Okay, and another thing is what is so if hot dogs were off the table i'm not gonna ask what your favorite disney snack is but what other say it had to be a disney snack what disney snack would you make it an instagram account over wow i'm trying to think of what is instagram worthy in disney that i like that much um right because right. you there's a lot of components like even me just thinking like oh you could do a mickey ice cream bar but like that melts and this yeah. and you know, popcorn isn't Mickey shaped or, you know, it, it's, it's tough. It's tough. I don't know if anybody does the turkey leg, but I think that is a Instagram account waiting to happen. Like just taking <laughs> a turkey, like, oh yeah, like uh, hoofing a, a, yeah, turkey leg around with you and taking photos of it. So if anyone's listening and they want to uh, jump on that idea, go for it. Um, yes, and then yeah. you and hot dogs at Disney, or the turkey turkey leg account and hot dogs at Disney can collab, <laughs> do a whole thing. Yeah. Like, you can even have beef or like drama, <laughs> but like beef. Yeah. <laughs> like imagine <laughs> some. Does, yeah. Tag James in it. <laughs> imagine a turkey leg on the teacups. I mean, that's just funny. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Oh my goodness. All right. And let me find one good one. Oh, okay. So w w when you go to the parks and you had, and this could be universal as well. I know your Instagram is hot dogs at Disney, but um, if you could go to the parks for one day, someone was paying for it. Um, what park would you go to? And what would your typical day look like at the parks? That's interesting. I, I spend most of my time at Magic Kingdom and Epcot. Um, I don't, you know, I don't give as much love as I should to Hollywood Studios or Animal Kingdom. Um, one thing I would love to do, because I do love Animal Kingdom a lot, I would love to have a VIP tour of Animal Kingdom. Like someone who can take you around, show you everything. There's a lot of food there that 
you know, as much as I love hot dogs, I'm a big fan of Disney food in general and like trying all the restaurants and trying different flavors and all that kind of stuff. I think a, 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 like a VIP tour of Animal Kingdom would be awesome and do everything, do the safari, do the, the walking tour that you can do through the uh, safari area. Like, I think that would be, um, that would be a great day. And, you know, being able to do Flight of Passage and Navi River Journey and um, Dinosaur, which is one of my favorites, and seeing all the shows and being able to cram everything in because it is a really pretty park. And, you know, if you, um, I feel like there's so much there I still haven't seen. So I, that would be, that would be right now doing what I do. Uh, that would be the uh, kind of my perfect day of a park. If I'm going emotionally, I'm going to Magic Kingdom and going straight to Peter Pan and then doing Haunted Mansion, Big Thunder Pirates, and then ending on the People Mover and then having uh, dinner at uh, Cinderella. So, James, thank you so much for answering all those questions. I feel like we got to know you a little bit more and that you're Huey, Dewey, and Louie all mixed in together. But now I'll let you take it away and share your most magical moment. Oh, great. Thank you. Well, that was fun, Morgan. Thanks. Um, yeah, so my magical moment, um, it's really, I guess, the reason why we're talking today. You know, I wouldn't have had uh, this Instagram account or I wouldn't even, you know, gotten back into Disney as much as I did uh, without this magical moment. So, um, you know, like I introduced, I, you know, when I uh, introduced myself, um, I mentioned that I grew up, uh, you know, as a, a, as a Disney kid and loving the movies and uh, just being like wrapped up in that world. And I read all the storybooks and uh, all that. And then we moved to um, Florida when I was a little kid, about seven. And which meant that, you know, on our family vacations, we would uh, go to Disney. And uh, so we went all the time. Uh, I mean, it might not as be, be as much as I remember, but it felt like all the time. <laughs> and uh yeah, just fell in love with the parks. Like however much I loved uh, the movies and all that, it was really the theme parks that were uh, the thing that drew me in and made me like a fan. And um, so eventually I moved uh, down to Orlando to go to college. And that was great because I was close to the parks, but it was bad because I was in college and didn't have a whole lot of uh, extra money to throw around. And so that was... Eating that... off ramen, can't really afford to go to... Uh... Disney fine dining or anything like that. Yeah. Yeah. The best I could do is I would go to Disney Springs, uh, which back then was downtown Disney. Uh, if yes. you remember that. Yeah. Yes, I do. Because um, I don't know if you know this about me. I did the Disney college program and I worked at world of Disney back when it was downtown Disney. So sometimes uh -huh. I trip up and I say downtown Disney and I'm like, Oh wait, it's Disney Springs. now." It's I still, Disney. I still call it downtown Disney. Yeah. <laughs> so I would. So cool that way honestly like spring i know nice, but... <laughs> yeah i agree with the uh the name change downtown gave it i, I mean it wasn't edgy but it was something so right um, right back yeah when, like, felt... uh pleasure island was back and that kind of thing i i wasn't around for that but i don't think i was old enough but you know it was just it used to be a cool place from the history videos that i've watched on it 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I would go there all the time. I, you know, at least uh, once a month, I would make the trek over there and just spend an, the evening there, get some food and walk around and look through the stores and all that. So I, I, I held on to a little bit of Disney uh, during my, my lean years. And then it was funny as I graduated from college and, you know, started a real, you know, grown up job and a career and all that nonsense. Uh, but, you know, as soon as I got to the point where I could, you know, afford to go to Disney, uh, I ran out of time because, you know, you're working 40, 50 hours a week or whatever. Uh, it's just hard to find the time to squeeze it all in. So I wasn't really conscious of it at the time, but I really sort of lost, you know, um, lost my focus in terms of Disney being like a priority in my life or, you know, something that was, was a part of it all the time. It sounds um, like, you know, you went from like a kid who would go all the time and then college, you know, you didn't have as much time, but no money. And then when you finally had money, you had absolutely no time. So it was like a slow fade out of it. And it's, it, it happens to all of us I, at some point, I believe. So yeah, absolutely. And it's, it's, it's a, kind of sad. It's a sad it's time. Exactly right. Disney fan. <laughs> I know. It's like the giving tree or the different stages of life or something like that. But yeah, it's uh, well, how ironic to be this close to the parks uh, after that being my dream as a kid and then just not having, you know, the resources, whether it's time or money or whatever, uh, yeah. uh, to do it as much as I wanted. Anyway, so fast forward to a couple years ago, um, it was my birthday and um, my girlfriend said, hey, you know, uh, we have a surprise tonight. Uh, get in the car. And so I got in the car and uh, she drove us over uh, to Disney and we went, got on property. I'm like, oh, well, maybe we're going out to eat because we did that every once in a while. We go to, uh, you know, go to a restaurant over there or something. Um, and then we, she drove through the gate of Epcot. I thought, okay, uh, what, what's going on here then? And I was like, well, I guess, I guess we're going to Epcot, but it was late. It was like, you know, six or seven. And uh, we pull into the parking lot and uh, then we walk up to the ticket booth and she says, um, uh, I'm here to pick up annual passes. And <gasps> so complete surprise. This was not discussed. It was never even like a, you know, a glimmer in my eye. Something... Of, yeah. 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 It'd be like if I said, hey, yeah, it'd be like if I said, hey, Morgan, pack your bags. We're going to Utah or something like that. You know, it's like, like huh? yeah, it, it was ha, but in like the most wonderful way you could imagine. So, um, and what were you thinking like the whole way up? Like, okay, we're on Disney property. We're just mm -hmm. going to go get up some dinner. Like what was going through your mind or what was it truly not till she said, we're picking up annual passes. Yeah. Annual passes were the furthest uh, thing from my mind. You know, it'd be like if you took me to the airport, I'd be like, oh, are we going to the Chili's at the airport or something <laughs> like I was going on a flight, you know, so it was, uh, I just thought we were going to pick up tickets and go in because I, I remember that you used to be able to get the Disney after four or after six pass. I don't. Yeah. Yeah. So you could go get dinner there. And I was like, oh, maybe they still have that. And uh, no, we, we got annual passes and I was just confused. Like I was so overwhelmed and, uh, but like it, it, still processing it. I'm like, what does this mean? Yeah. And we just walked into the park and then we walked to um, Monsieur Paul over in the France pavilion and had dinner. And I, the whole time, like I was, 
you know, I was happy to be there having, having good food and all that and to be in France. But the whole time I'm still like, what is going on? Like, I, what does this mean for, you know, the next year of my life or, or whatever. And, uh, it was just like, Hey, you can do whatever. Okay. We've had dinner. What do you want to do? And I was like, we didn't really have time to do a whole lot. And I'm like, you know what? In the back of my head, I've always just wanted to go see the American adventure and then like bounce out. So we just went, went to the American adventure and like sat for 40 minutes or however long it is and then got out of it and then just went home. And it felt really weird because normally when you go, when I go to the parks, I'm like trying to fit everything in and, uh, you know, cram it all in and all that. I'm like, this is so surreal. And, um, but no, it was like, don't sleep on American adventure. Like also don't sleep in American (laughs) adventure, but like, I honestly love American adventure. So I I think it's so underrated. Like it's a nice show. Gets an AC for a long time. Uh It's so cool how everything moves. So going back to that, sorry. I was like, I have to say (laughs) something because I I like American adventure too. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And it feels like you've done something like you've seen a show or, 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 or whatever. And, um, Anyway, so that was amazing. Like, that was incredible. I still didn't know really what to, you know, I'm still trying to process, you know, this power that I had uh, now. And uh, it's funny, we went a few more times uh, to a few of the parks. And then I was like, you know, I should document this, uh, you know, somehow, you know, we're, I'm able to go all the time. Uh, You know, we can just pop in whenever we want, like go on a ride, get food and go home. And, you know, I should like, I've got this uh, pass for a year. Uh, maybe I'll do like a year in the life of an annual pass. And uh, I was like, oh, you know, I'll take photos or something. And then for whatever reason, I was like, well, you know, I should create an account of some kind just for my friends and family so they can see all, you know, what I'm getting up to or, you know, make them jealous or, or whatever. The mischievous side of you, like Huey doing. Yeah. And then... I honestly, like, it just popped in my head. I was like, you know, if I was that seven, eight-year-old kid again, and I had a golden ticket to Disney, which is what you get with an annual pass, what would have been my dream? Like, what would have been, like, my like my ultimate thing I could do? And I was like, I would love, I would have wanted a hot dog on the People Mover. I would have wanted to ride the People Mover eating a hot dog. <laughs> and I was like, that would be it. That would be my ultimate fantasy as a kid. And I'm like, that's it. I'll just start taking photos on the people mover with a hot dog. And that's, <laughs> that's where the, that's where my accounts were born is just that random idea. And uh, so I did it a few times. Like I took a few uh, photos of hot dogs on the people mover, made an account, <laughs> posted them. And like, you know, like five, 10 people fought, started following, followed me, you know, friends, close friends and family, some coworkers or whatever. And that was it. And then, um, you know, I did that for maybe a couple months until I was like, you know, this is great, but you know, maybe I can start taking photos of hot dogs on other rides or just around the park (laughs) itself. So (laughs) that led me to launch hot dogs at Disney, which is my, uh, my main account now. And, you know, it had the same sort of trickle where, you know, just a few people followed it. And then all of a sudden after a couple months, uh, I got to a hundred followers and I'm like, wow, a hundred people out there are following this. And then it just started to pick up and pick up and pick up the more I posted. And, um, 
led to people like you know on social media it doesn't seem that large but if you had a hundred people in a room with you yeah that's a lot so any number i think is is crazy to is is exciting like yeah. I, I feel the same with my account too i'm like holy crap this many people want to see what i'm doing like mm -hmm. little me so i feel you yeah and I, I was just cool i was like i would have kept doing it anyway just because it made me happy like I, I just thought it was funny i'm like it, you know it's just like hey i made my brother laugh because i i'm ha i'm having a hot dog on peter pan or something like yeah. that and uh so i would have uh you know done it just out of the, the the joy of doing it but then i started to get a little bit of feedback and i'm like this this is blowing my mind that there are people <laughs> out there that think that share my sense of humor and that uh think this is kind of funny and so i i started um you know kind of uh researching more about like instagram uh influencers and all that kind of stuff i didn't follow a single influencer before I started this account, I don't even think I followed like Disney on Instagram. Um, right, right. Yeah, I had, I had a similar thing. Like I was just posting a separate account because honestly, what it reverted back to was I was getting made fun of. Of why are you only posting Disney? So I just made a separate account of just mm -hmm. Disney, and that's when it took off. People find interest in very things, especially extremely niche things like hot dogs <laughs> at Disney. <laughs> and I had it's no funny. idea at all. And so that's part of the magic of the um, uh, getting the annual pass. My magic moment was not only did it allow me to reconnect with being a kid and all the stuff that meant so much to me when I was little, uh, you know, gave me the opportunity to pop in and just do a ride or two and then uh, go home and not be stressed out that I'm not uh, maximizing, uh, you know, every right. getting your money's worth, day. honestly. Yeah. Uh, what it what it did was it opened up this whole other world of like you know making friends connecting with people getting to know people and um so i think that's the that's the the magic is that it um you know it put me in touch with a community that i never knew existed and people have been so nice like you know i met you i've met yeah. uh other influencers podcasters you know uh, youtubers and all that kind of stuff and I mean, everyone is just so delightful and I, in the, you know, I don't know what it is about the Disney community. I mean, it's just, you know, based on good feelings and good vibes, but everyone is so pleasant and so supportive and nice and they're funny and uh, all that. So, um, you know, it's crazy that, you know, a, a, a birthday present, you know, this really incredible gesture of kindness um, yes. that I, I received turned into this whole other life for me. Like, you know, I'm, you know, I have this, uh, these accounts that I run, I've met great people and made new friends and, uh, all that. So it really did like, you know, I, you know, no, no baloney. It really did change my life getting that annual pass. Like it, uh, you know, opened up this entire thing that brings me so much joy that I never would have experienced otherwise. That is wonderful. And uh, can I ask before um, how long at, at that time she bought you the annual pass? Because I know it's been some time since. Um, how long were y'all together beforehand? Because that's a pretty, you know, pricey gift to give somebody, even at the lowest tier, you know. And I know you guys were dating, so I'm I'm curious to know how long you guys were together. I think six, seven years. 
Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Good, good, good. I was like, if you guys were only together a year, I'd been like, whoa, that is extremely generous. <laughs> like, I don't even think I'd buy my significant other a pass. Like, you know, <laughs> I don't come up with like my annual pass discounts, but not a pass pass. So yeah. And it's great too, hard. because it, it became our, our special thing too, you know, where it's like, oh. Hey, do you, do you just want to go? Uh, you know, oh, did you have a bad day today? Yeah. Okay. Let's, what we're doing, we're going to go to, um, the Disney boardwalk and just take a stroll around and maybe we'll, mm. you know, get some, uh, takeout or some quick serve or something like that. And, uh, yeah, it's really nice. It's, um, you know, for, for all the, um, wonderful things about Disney, whether it's entertainment or, um, um, you know, fireworks or, or whatever it's, uh, it really is about the the memories that you make there with people and i think that's uh you know to to have that uh reignited again because i have my childhood memories and then there's a gap and now i've got these new memories and uh, they're all based around um yeah the mouse i love that that is such a great story your girlfriend did great and who knew she would help you ignite this whole like like journey and new memories of experiences at the parks experiences together a fun silly instagram i'm sorry i shouldn't say silly i'm sorry oh it's like, plenty silly it's plenty silly okay okay i was like i don't want you to take it as an insult because it's very funny i love it and it's photos um, of hot dogs like <laughs> it's great it's great yeah. um and i think that's so wonderful that she did that and not only like get you even just a, even at the same gift but or a similar gift in like you know well one day pass and got a reservation for the nice restaurant that you guys went to like even that would have been awesome but the fact that an annual pass like that's mm -hmm. awesome awesome gift so and that that's so good i don't even know what else to say but in i'm so glad we've met since then and connected and keep running into each other at the first yeah. day of festivals which seems to be a pretty great day <laughs> So thank you so much for coming on this show. Um, any last closing thoughts before we close out? And also, where can people follow all, all of your adventures with hot dogs and not hot dogs and Disney and theme parks? So, yeah, if you want to share that now, that'd be great. Yeah, you know, uh, something people, you know, you get asked for advice. I'm sure that happens to you all the time. Uh, people mm -hmm. are like, hey, what do I have to do? What should I do at this park? You know, where should I eat and all that? Um, the biggest piece of advice I give people is just do your own thing. Uh, there's this hashtag I use on all my photos called, uh, it says, make Disney your own. And I think that oh. is really good advice because, yes. um, you know, don't try to do what everyone tells you to do. Don't feel bad if you can't fit every ride in. Like, just go and enjoy the experience and kind of make it, turn it into your own thing. Like, it's your playground. Like, I turned it in a, into a platform for, you know, goofing off and, <laughs> you know, uh, embracing the silly side of myself. And that's what it means to me now. Uh, but yeah, just go and make it your own thing. So that uh, I always try to tell people that. And um, in terms of my accounts, you can find me on Instagram uh, at hot dogs at Disney. And then you can also find me at uh, hot dogs on the people mover, uh, both on Instagram. Awesome, awesome. Well, James, thank you so much for coming on the show. It truly means the world to me. And I know we've been talking about this for a while and I'm so glad we got you on. So thank you. Thank you so much, Morgan. I had an awesome time and I uh, hope to see you again soon.